begin our time by uh, opening scripture and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. And we'll just read a few verses from the first half. Start at verse 9. And Jesus said to him, they speaking of Zacchaeus, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And now we go to verse 11. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore he said to them, a certain nobleman went into a far, far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. 众人正在听见这些话的时候,耶稣因为将进耶路撒冷,又因他们以为神的国快要显出来,就令设一个比喻,说,有一个贵奏往远方去,要得国回来,便叫了他的十个仆人来,交给他们十定。and then verse 16, Then came the first, saying, Master, Master, your minna has earned ten minas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you are faithful and very little, have authority over ten cities. 你的一定银子已经赚了十定。主人说好,良善的仆人,以及在最小的世上有中心可以有全并管十座城。Now skip down to verse 27. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want to reign, did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. 第二十七节,至于我那些仇敌不要我做他们的王的,把他们拉来在我面前杀了吧。and now we want to read through the rest of the chapter. Starting at verse 28. When he said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples saying, Go into the village opposite you, where as you, where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosening it, loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. Jesus说完了这话,就在前面走。上耶路撒冷去,将近伯发奇和伯大尼,在一座山名叫橄榄山那里,就打发两个门徒说,你们往对面村子里去,进去的时候, 必看见一批驴驹的圈在那里,是从来没有人骑过的,可以解开送来,牵来,若有人问为什么解他,你们就说主要用他,打发的人去了所遇见的正如耶稣所说的。So those who were sent away went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said, Why are you loosing the colt? And he said, The Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus. They brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. <laughs> Then as he was and he was now drawing near the descent of Mount of Olives, 
the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Uh, so this, uh, 欢欢乐起来，大声赞美神，说：“奉主名来的王是应当称颂的，在天上有和和平，在至高之处有荣光。”Some of the Pharisees called him from the crowd, said, "Teacher, rebuke your disciples." But he answered and said to them, "I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out." 众人中有几个法利赛人对耶稣说,夫子,贵夫你的门徒吧。耶稣说,我告诉你们,若是他们闭口不说,这些石头必要呼叫起来。Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this, this your day, the things that make for peace, but now they're hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. They will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Jesus, Guanshi then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. So thanks for bearing with all that reading. We have one more reading. Let's go to our theme verse from Psalm 27, 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. And if you recognize a few, a little while back, we shared on this chapter of Luke previously, and now we're continuing. So rather than be a message about seeking him uh, or some other thing like that, what's on my heart is that what we're doing here is beholding the Lord together. So let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that we have this privilege this morning of gathering around uh, the table uh, and to worship you and our Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we open your word and watch 
you, Lord Jesus, in action and your words, we do want to actively behold you. And we're praying, Lord, that we will see the, your beauty. And that that will have an impact transforming in us. And Lord, it's our burden that even as we see your beauty, that we would yield ourselves to Christ within us in our daily life. We pray this in Jesus' name. So as we said, we want to look at these events that happen to be in one chapter. And um, there are many other things you could see, but I mentioned that that I saw ten different beauties in this one chapter. So just to do a quick recap of the first five that we saw last time. Uh, we start with the first stories of Zacchaeus as the Lord calls Zacchaeus down and then goes to his house. And that's the beauty of mercy shown. Jesus' mercy. We see that as, as Jesus accept, well, receives this one who everyone considers such a horrible sinner. And the Lord makes clear he came to save the lost ones. So we see the beauty of mercy in our Lord. We also see in Zacchaeus, we see an eagerness. We see someone who's really seeking God. You know, he's a short guy and he climbed in the tree because he wanted to get, he wanted to see Jesus. So there's a beauty about the way the Lord receives seekers. And you see that in others, right? When we have when anyone shows any interest in the Lord, he's he's there and he will draw them in. And then so those are the two, but then then we shift to the big story the of the nobleman that the parable that Jesus taught. And it's unusual here uh, because in this parable, he it's very specific. Jesus taught this parable because they thought the kingdom was about to happen. And he's explaining not just a principle, but he's actually telling us what is going to happen. Uh, and so we know the story is a nobleman's given a kingdom. He's going to go off. Receive the kingdom and come back. And he gives that mina to the mina to each of his servants so they can go serve and, and earn more. And we know this, the result is you had good servants that earned more minas. And they were rewarded richly. We have a bad servant who didn't trust his noble the nobleman and therefore he didn't gain anything and he missed out. He missed out on those rewards. And then you have those who completely rejected the nobleman and they are slain. So when you think of this parable, you don't say, oh, what's beautiful about this? And 
But there are beautiful things about our Lord that we see in in this parable. 但是在这一个比喻里面，我们看到我们主身上的一些美丽。One's a very simple one. I think it's beautiful that our Lord gives us responsibility. 但我感谢主，他给我们责任。That as believers, he says, "Here, it's a mina. I want you to do something with it." 所以原文是说我给你一个 mina， 所以你应该去。做一些交换。We're to be active. 我们应该是主动的。And we see that in the body of Christ, we're not supposed to just be passive. 所以我们不应该是被动的，我们在身体里应该是主动的。So the second thing which we spoke about, or I spoke about at length, was the beauty of justice. 所以另外一个我们提到的就是就是公益的美丽。And specifically, justice involving rewards and punishment based on what's been done. So, this, uh, means some just punishment or punishment. We were we spoke of how justice is so important to all of us. So, for us, justice is so important. And it's so important in Scripture. That our God is just and holy God. That wrongdoing will be punished and、um, obedience and holiness will be rewarded. So, uh, 犯错的时候，犯罪的时候，我会有审判。然后我们做对的时候会有奖赏。But we also mentioned that there's a problem because a lot of times in this world. That justice is delayed. It doesn't happen when we want it. So, but in this world, sometimes we see justice. Sometimes it takes a little time to get the reward. So even Scripture, it's acknowledged. Job acknowledged it. Solomon acknowledged it. In the Psalms, we see it. Sometimes we say, "Why, Lord, when's your justice coming?" So, Solomon or Job, they saw that sometimes God's justice is delayed. So that's the problem of justice. When's it happening? So this is justice's problem. What is happening? Some would say, "Well, then it's not there." That someone says, "Oh, no, no justice." Now, specifically now in May of 2021, we have been in a season when justice has become this like a big, big topic. Swirling around in many areas. So in 2021, we also see that people are talking about justice. And I'm not going to go back into that. But we won't talk about that. But I think you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And what we find here, what's beautiful about our Lord is that he he goes right into this whole issue of is there justice and what is justice and what's it based on and who's doing it and says here here's the answer. 所以大家就问说什么是公益？我们的主就显明说这个就是答案。There is justice. 有公益。Who decides? God does. 谁决定呢？是神决定。Who's going to reward? God does. 谁要奖赏呢？是神奖赏。When's he going to do it? In his timing. 所以他什么时候做呢？就是按照他的时机。Will he do it fairly? Of course. 他会公益的做吗？的确是。So I think that's beautiful. And with all ideas swirling around of what is justice in our society or all these other things, we we can reorient ourselves. Say, our Lord has shown us that justice is important to Him, but it's according to His terms. So, 对神而言，公义是重要的，但是是按照他的方法。So there is a beauty just in the fact that our Lord shows us. What justice is. So, God shows us And he represents our Lord when he comes back. This exalted so he administers justice because he has the power. So he can administer it perfectly because he has the power. So he can administer it perfectly because he has the power. 
何等的完全，因为他什么都他是无所不知的。When we both go before the judge, he knows everything about us. So whether he rewards us with five cities or nothing, it will be right. 所以无论是他到时候是让人管五座城呢，还是什么都不能管呢，他是公义的神。But in our case, the nobleman is more than just the nobleman. He's our Lord Jesus. 对我们而言，这个尊贵的人不只是这个尊贵的人，他也是我们的主耶稣。He went off to receive that kingdom. He had to pay the ultimate price, lay down his life in order to receive that kingdom and bring us into it. 主为了要得出这个国度，他已经付上了代价。So our nobleman is the Lamb of God. 我们的尊贵的那那个人就是我们呃，就是神的羔羊。But he's also the lamb on the throne. 他也是在宝座上的羔羊。And as John describes so well in Revelation, there we see our Lord Jesus coming as on the throne. 在呃，约翰福音呃，在主主呃呃是不是使徒约翰他在启示录显明。我们的主那一位羔羊是怎么样坐在宝座上 ？So he's the perfect one to administer justice. 他是那一个完全的人，他能够执行神的公义。Can't leave it up to a man because there's no man in history except Christ who can do this without hypocrisy. 所以只有神自己能够做，然后是不是假冒 ？Right? He's the only one who is without sin. And he has perfect knowledge. So he has complete knowledge. And then on top of that, the very one who administered the wrath of God is the one who offered his life. So that administering justice is also also. When he gave everything to us, he has given everything to us. So our Lord Jesus is a, is there's a beauty in the fact that he will administer justice. So, ah, in his final administration, so now let's let's turn to the latter section. If we start in verse thirty-five, so we won't read it again. But we find that Jesus goes ahead and has a colt, a young colt,、uh, that's selected for him to ride into Jerusalem. Then we see our Lord takes a colt into Jerusalem. And if you've had the privilege of being there in Jerusalem, most of, if you've been there, you can kind of visualize coming down that hill or mountain into Jerusalem. So, if you've been to Jerusalem, you can see from the Galilee Hill down to the Temple Mount. Let's look at verse second.、Uh, that these, that、uh, the prophecy fulfilled by this is from Zechariah chapter nine. So, Zechariah chapter nine. 所以在撒迦利亚第九章有这个预言在这边实现了。Verse nine， 就第九节。Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just, and he is just, and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a foal of a donkey. 西安的民啊，应当大大喜乐；耶路撒冷的民啊。应当欢呼，看呐、啊，你的王来到你这里，他是公义的，并且实行拯救，谦谦和和的骑着驴。I will cut off verse ten. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. 我必除灭以法第十节，我必除除灭以法莲的战车和耶路撒冷的战马。什么意思？征战征战的弓也必于灭，呃，除灭
，他必向列国讲和平，他的权柄必从这海灌到那海，从大河到那地极。So God in these prophecies is condemning rulers who had been evil and disobedient to the Lord, but who had the power, so to speak, of weapons. So, to in this place, to condemn these, ah, these enemies. And God says, "Here, I'm sending the real king, who's going to be lowly, riding on a colt." So, but I'm going to appoint this humble king. In contrast, look in verse ten to the chariots and the horse. So this is with the chariots and the horse. So, and yet this king is going to speak peace to the nations. But this king is going to speak peace to the nations. So I want us to get this picture in your head. So you can imagine. If we wanted to impress somebody coming into Jerusalem, and we are some kind of leader, we're not going to be riding on a donkey. So we want to impress somebody coming Rome is all about power, and they ruled over over this Jerusalem with power and authority. So Rome is 代表权柄，他们就掌管耶路撒冷。If you're a Roman ruler and you go into Jerusalem on a donkey, you are in trouble. 如果你是一个罗马的王，你坐坐着驴驹来到耶路撒冷，你就完了。So you choose a big horse. You probably even put some armor on him. Then put some of this, uh, this, uh, armor. Uh, armor. 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 You're not going to challenge that big horse. Then you won't challenge that big horse. So that's the contrast. The Roman way is power. So Roman's method is power. And the Lord says, "No, I'm sending mine on a donkey." But our Lord is sitting on a donkey. He's going to be lowly, humble. Our Lord sent him to say he was humble. So that's the beauty we're talking about here—the beauty of our Lord's humility. This is talking about our Lord's humility. The world mocks His humility. So the world actually mocks His humility. But its followers saw His greatness. But its followers saw His greatness. Man's way is by force and power. So man's way is by force and power. In fact, man's way to enforce peace is to Crush people. So, people how to enforce peace? They first destroy people. But we see an incredible beauty and humility of of our Lord. But in our worship, someone was quoting Philippians two. Even in our worship, someone was quoting Philippians two. That that the Son of God should humble himself. So, there are. 啊、uh, ，这个波饼的时候有讲到菲利比第二章，就他是神，却没有与神啊、uh, 同等为强夺的。And this is a wonderful reminder that our Lord Jesus lived with common folks his entire life. 所以，我们主的一生，他就跟着这一些啊， uh, 好像是很平凡的一些人在一起。He was not part of the elite. 他不是贵族 ，whether religious or education or power. He, he served and taught and abided among regular folks. So he taught, he, uh, was in, uh, very, uh, common people. And so we see the picture as as our Lord came down, even though it was a moment of glory. We see his humility. 虽然我们看到主，看到他的荣耀，但是我们看到他的谦卑
And we have to say that humility is from his character. It's not an act. By contrast, if we look in ourselves, our natural self wants to glory, wants to show off. Our natural man, when we have authority, we we lord it over others. We get on our high horse to impress people. But that's not the way of our Lord. And on the flip side, we can also be good at outward humility. Having lived in Japan for a while, I know the Japanese are very good at outward humility. And and I have the right to say that other oriental cultures like Chinese are very good at outward humility. But we all know that behind outward humility or no, I'm sorry, inside behind that outward humility can be some of the strongest, most proud of people on earth. The point here is we're looking at our Lord's humility. His humility is from the inside out. It's his character. He's he's humble from the very core. And when we look inside our uh, when the Holy Spirit shines and shows us that our natural self is not like that, thank the Lord, Christ is like that. 当然我们看到说我们天然的人不是如此，但是感谢主，我们的主是如此。Last week our brother Lucio was speaking of how uh, the sanctification is not a matter of us changing ourselves。所以我们，卢水弟兄上个礼拜提到说，我们成圣不是借着我们自己的能力，but it's a matter of yielding to。these are my words, yielding to Christ in our life, that there be more of Him. So as we behold that beautiful humility, may we yield to His, that humility in us. I hope that makes sense to you. So that's the beauty of his humility. And then we tr- so we have a situation where Christ is coming down the hill and they're worshiping him. So let's look at that. In verse 36, the Lord um verse 37, they were drawing near and the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice with, uh, for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So we just talked about the difference of if a Roman ruler comes down with his powerful horses, people are going to adore him kind of by force. You have to say, whoa, he's impressive. But this is a beautiful scene of worship. And that's the beauty we want to 
focus on right now, which is the beauty of true worship. People who are worshiping our Lord. So, this side, the beauty is people So it says right here, these are disciples. They're not just passerby or people casually. These are disciples, people who have followed Jesus. So this here mentions that they are disciples. These are disciples, they are following Jesus. Now, you know that not talking about the twelve. We're talking about the larger group. This is not just talking about the twelve disciples, but also other disciples. And many of these had come there for Passover, and but they had seen the Lord in Galilee and other places. So they were they were praising him for the mighty works they he had done. They had seen it. And they were declaring that this man on the donkey was in fact the king, God's anointed king. So they were announcing that this man on the donkey was the king. Now their understanding may not have been perfect, but everything about that is good. So they may not have understood this thing, They really were honoring and worshiping the Lord. How many of you have thrown your coat in front of somebody so they wouldn't have to step on the ground? That's not something we do now. But that's quite an act. You sacrifice your coat. Not just for him to step on, but for the donkey to step on. So you put your coat on the ground, not just because that person is so important. It's a beautiful picture. I think their their worship was true because they were worshiping him. Their worship was sincere because it was based on they had seen him and heard him. In some ways, their worship was courageous. Because think of all the opposition. They know the leaders are upset by this. So their worship So I think we all would agree it's a beautiful picture of worship. So we can see this is a beautiful picture of worship. In contrast, forced adoration is ugly. So you see this. 跟这个被逼的这个去敬拜，其实那个是丑陋的。And 跟这个被逼的, in general, people worshiping anything else except God is ugly. 所以人如果拜其他东西不是拜神的话，其实是丑陋的。Many now say they we don't they don't believe in God. 许多人说他们不相信神。And they don't worship a God. 他们也不敬拜神。But the truth is, through our actions, we we generally have Something else that we end up putting in that place, and essentially are worshiping. So we Because if you look at someone's actions and their thoughts, they're putting something on a pedestal of worshiping. We all know that we use the word idol to describe that. So replacing God is my career or money. Or power. So, or replacing God is some kind of experience that becomes an addiction. Truly ugly. Good things. Become idols too. Many good things. I'll say sports, hobbies, family, children. So, are any of those negative? They can become idols. I don't think we have anyone like this in this room, but I feel sorry for people who. Live their entire life around a single football team. So, I believe we have many such people. But they live their entire life around a single football team. 
They go to every game. They watch all the news. When the season's over, they're depressed. But then they're watching all the news about what happens for next year. And everyone says, oh, what a dedicated, wonderful fan. Now, I love sports. But if that's the case, the Lord looks down at their heart and goes, gee, you're totally occupied with being a Packer fan. What else is None of us have this problem, right? We can do this also with good other good things. Even family. I know you can't believe it, but your children can be. You know, in the mafia, they, they, family is the thing. Is that that not ugly? Anyway, you get my point. So also, in contrast to true worship, people worshiping any other man except Jesus Christ is ugly. And in most False religions were worshiping the wrong man or an idea or a fake god. And we know that among believers, though, what, where, where we have a risk is that when we have a teacher who's really good, we can put them on a pedestal. Actually, we put, we should respect them enough that the Lord can speak through us. We need to be humble. But it's when we start putting them in the place of our Lord, of our our focus and worship, then of course it's distorted and God made us to worship Him. And Christ makes it easy for us to worship Him. And if we worship any other, it brings distortion to our lives and brings death. And so when we look at this picture, going back to these wonderful people who were honoring Jesus as he came into Jerusalem, we're seeing a picture of the way it should be. And when we see that worship, it reminds us when we get to participate in true worship of our Lord. We're so grateful that we have that opportunity. There is a beauty and true worship of the Lord. And Lord willing, every Sunday when we gather, we touch that, we sense that. Don't you get that feeling at the table when you when you realize Everything is right. There's no illusion. It's all about Him. And we're fulfilling the role God made us to do, which is to worship Him. That's beautiful. It's not so much a beautiful character of the Lord, but just want to see this as a beauty of the worship of Him. Now, thank the Lord we have this privilege. And we also want to recognize that in our natural man, we are prone to substitute things. And that we recognize that things can take over and become primary, especially things that look spiritual or good. And we should ask the Lord, help us to see that. 
。所以变不重要的变成我们的这个所注重的。And thank the Lord, He has poured, He has given to us the Holy Spirit. 所以我们感谢主，他将圣灵赐给我们。And in this case, it's the Holy Spirit's role to exalt Christ. 所以圣灵在我们里面高举基督。So when we find ourselves not, we have a hard time worshiping the Lord. 所以当我们觉得我们没有办法敬拜主的时候 ，Let the Holy Spirit direct us. 等于圣灵。Is exalting Christ. 指导我们，因为是圣灵在高举基督。Let's yield to Him as and be true worship. 我们顺服他。So let's to, let's go to verse forty one then. 我们看第四十一节。I'm skipping the couple verses, but verse forty one. 在四十一节里面。Now as he drew near, he saw he saw the city and wept over it. Saying, if you had known, even you, especially in your day, the things that would make for your peace, but now they're hidden from you, from your eyes. Just those two. Jesus, 快到耶路撒冷看见城，就看他哀哭说，巴不得你在这日不知呃日子知道关系你平安的事，无奈这事现在是隐藏的，叫你的眼看不出来。So we see here Jesus weeping. And we know that Jesus was thinking of the terrible suffering that would happen to the people of Jerusalem. 主耶稣也是为着那些知道他们后来耶路撒冷要怎样受苦，为他们哭。We know that Jesus was fully man, and therefore his weeping was out of real emotion. 所以我们知道我们的主也是人，但他哭，他是。But in this case,、uh, sometimes it says Jesus wept, and we don't quite know why. But in this case, he actually it tells us. 这边主哀哭，有的时候我们不知道为什么主哭，但是这边他告诉我。Because he says why he's weeping. 因为我们的主自己说他为什么哭。So only Jesus, his compassion and thank. We've already heard of compassion today. 我们也看到我们的主是何等的。The Lord, our Lord's compassion, I want to say it this way, is on a grand scale. So, our Lord's compassion, His compassion includes people's suffering, but it's much bigger than that. So, His compassion includes people's suffering, but it's Our Lord Jesus was grieving because of the missed opportunity of His people. So, 主哭是因为他们好像失去了神给他们的机会。He's grieving because they're going to miss out on having peace with God, which is what we all want. 所以他们失去的好像是能神与神有有有平安，因为这是神创造我们的目的。He's grieving. You know, we have sometimes we have once in a lifetime things. 所以你知道，有的时候我们有好一辈子只有一次这个机会。When Jesus is here, it's a once in eternity thing. 所以主第这一次来，这是一永永恒的这是的机会。So he's grieving because the those in Jerusalem are missing out on a once in eternity moment that God was here to meet them. 所以这在耶路撒冷，他们就失去好像他们在这永恒里面这唯一次的机会。God is visiting, and they're missing it. 神来看他们，但是他们好像失去了这个机会。And and the grief is especially deep because these are the people that had the law and had the prophets and should have been the ones most ready to receive. 然后特别是他们有神的话，他们有律法，他们应该知道神的旨意。So our Lord Jesus grieved. So our Lord Jesus is shedding tears. He wept for them. His compassion is on a grand scale. 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 Do we have God's compassion when we consider all those around who are missing the opportunity to meet the Lord? We may not see the opportunity. We may not see the opportunity.
So may we also yield to Christ's compassion in us. So his beautiful compassion. Let's just look at verse 45. And he went into the temple and began to drive out those who had bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. So here's our our humble Lord Jesus going in and base, disrupting this whole scene. So do you find uh, this is a question for all of you. Do you find courageous acts admirable? I would think so. Our movies and our video games prove that we admire courage and bold action. I don't know, it's just a guy thing, but I think we all admire courage. But is it beautiful? Well, sometimes it's not beautiful at all. If courageous and bold is also cruel and heartless, that's not beautiful. In fact, the Lord would hate it if if people are acting boldly to crush others. But when bravery and courage and action are lined up with God's will, it's a beautiful thing. So the beauty we see here is that our Lord Jesus what swells up in him as he sees that scene is that his father's house, the temple, is supposed to be a place of prayer, and they've completely transformed it. So it's zeal for his for the Lord that drives his action. So especially for young men, you know, we get this idea that Jesus is passive and you know, kind of a weakling. So Please throw that idea out. He showed us bravery and courage. Sometimes we need to act boldly. Are you are you naturally brave? I would say if we did a private poll, most of the men in this room would say, man, not so brave. But that doesn't matter. Because Christ is brave. You're not. For 2,000 years, brothers and sisters in Christ have done incredibly brave and courageous things. Because they simply followed the Lord's leading and He gave them the strength. And maybe you are, there's some guys, maybe some women in here, who really are brave. And you're kind of Naturally bold in your actions. I try to think of specific people here, but I was not sure. But what's the concern for you? Bold, courageous action is not necessarily beautiful if it's out of line with God's will. Uh, 
就不是美丽。So even if we're naturally brave, we need to put ourselves before the Lord and say, "Is this your will?" 所以我们天然的勇敢，但是我们还是要摆在主面前说，主，这是不是你的旨意 ？Is this for your what your heart is? 这是你的心吗 ？So we find this manly, courageous act of our Lord Jesus beautiful to behold. 所以我们看到我们的主他是那样的勇敢，做这样的事情，这是美丽的。And finally, one more verse. Verse forty-seven. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders, people sought to destroy him, and were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. Jesus 天天在店里教训他，自西长、自祭司长和文士与百姓的。啊、uh, ，尊长都想要杀他，但寻不出法子来，因为百姓都侧耳听他。So this last beauty is the beauty of our teacher。这个最后的美美就是我们主，他作为我们的老师。The ultimate teacher。他是最伟大的教教师。啊、uh, ，Let's let's look at a verse in chapter four of Luke。我们呃看到这个路加福音第四章。And verse thirty-one. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them in the Sabbath on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. So, in this verse, thirty-one. 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 So everywhere Jesus went, people had a sense he had authority. He was speaking from God. So when people saw him speak, he was a leader. They were astonished. 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 Jesus taught God's perfect standard. He showed what inner integrity was about. He put the spotlight on hypocrisy. So many things that he taught. And then we imagine, as some of, if you've been there, imagine Jesus on the hill, teaching the Sermon on the Mount, or teaching. 对，看到我们的主在这个呃山丘上，他教导。Who was with him? 啊，谁谁与他同在呢 ？Well, those disciples, the apostles, 使徒们 ，the twelve plus others who might have followed. 所以十二个使徒还有其他跟随的。Here's our perfect teacher teaching. The perfect truth. So our Lord is perfectly surrounded by a bunch of sinners. So surrounded by a bunch of sinners. Think of it. Think of it. Day in and day out, that's what was around him. So every day, these sinners were Full of grace and truth, right there you see it. 你看到前几个礼拜 ，Dina 就提到说，我们的主充充满了恩典，充满了真理。Simeon spoke of how Romans shows us the Lord. We see righteousness and peace together. 所以四明给我们看到说，这个呃公义和和平摆在一起。So we see that in our Lord Jesus, even as He teaches, but He does so full of grace. Perfection and 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 forgiveness all together. So you see, the perfection and the forgiveness. And of course, we admire him as a teacher. He teaches with questions. He teaches with parables. So our Lord, he is a teacher. He asks questions. He uses parables. Even for those who don't believe in our Lord Jesus, His teaching has influenced our culture. So, even though people don't believe in our Lord Jesus, His teaching has influenced our culture.
And also he teaches without any hypocrisy because he lived everything. So in the very next chapter after where we are, so go to chapter 20, we see what happens to the 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 people that are supposed to be the teachers. So in chapter 20, in verse 25, and he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. But they could not catch him in his words, in the presence of the people, and they marveled at his answer and kept silent. So so here are the Pharisees who are supposed to be the teacher, and he silenced them with his amazing wisdom. Then the Sadducees had to come in and try to save the day. <laughs> So they asked all this question about we see in verse 39, that some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have spoken well. But after that, they dared not question him anymore. So in verse 39, So we watch here right at the end how our Lord the best and ultimate teacher essentially silences those who are who are not. So as we see this, our teacher our teacher is beautiful as our teacher. And the Lord Jesus is still our teacher. This should make us eager to sit at his feet now. As we study his scripture, as we listen for his voice in a Bible study or through a message, our Lord is the ultimate teacher. Let's honor him as that. And then a sister thought to that is that many of us are called into teaching ourselves, teaching others. And almost always the reaction when someone is asked to do that or they feel the Lord's prompting is say, Lord, I can't do it. And you're right. But the Lord enables. The beautiful teacher in us will enable us. So let's yield to his leading and to his life. So as we close, let's just recap as we... uh, Keep our eyes on our Lord Jesus. We see the beauty of his humility. We see the beauty of worship when it's true and it's focused on him. We see the beauty of his cam- his compassion on a grand scale. We see the beauty of his manly, courageous action that's in line with God's will. And we see him as our beautiful teacher. So as we behold the Lord and do some work in us. Not that we try to mimic his his character by our outward. But by the Holy Spirit in us, shining his light in and showing us and drawing us to live out the life of prayer. But may we continue to behold him and in our daily lives yield to his 
wonderful beauty. 每一天能够顺服他的美丽。Let's pray. 我们祷告。Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our savior and for your beauty. 主，我们何等感谢你，为着你的美丽，我们感谢你。We thank you that you have brought, made it possible to be a part of your kingdom and your family. We 感谢你，我们能够参与你的国度，你的家。You pay the ultimate price. 主，你已经付上了代价。You are the ultimate, perfect judge. 你是那个完美的这个呃呃呃呃做行审审判的那一位。And you're also our savior. 你也是我们的救主。Lord, as we continue to behold you, we pray that you would transform us. 主啊，但愿你继续的让我们能够变化。And by your Spirit, 借着你的圣灵。Lord, we want to put ourselves into your hands. 我们把我们自己摆在你手里。Have your way in our midst. 主啊，但愿你得着我们每一位。May the beauty of Christ be evident. 但愿基督的美丽能够从我们里面彰显。The life of Christ draw others to you. 基督的生命能够吸引其他人来到你面前。Pray in your name. I go from the city to the city.